Triple Play Fantasy's football show with D. Mindy, Brastadamus, Doc, and Johnny Foosball starts now. Well, you look at that. And for those that saw that, I don't know why uh, it glitched like that. D- but, uh, David, I swear this never happens, Mendelssohn. <laughs> it doesn't. I, I mean, you know what? It's always keeping us on our toes anyway. Uh, but welcome in. Welcome back to the Triple Play Fantasy Football Podcast here. We've got Doc, we've got Johnny, and we've got myself, no Bradster Domus tonight. But we are, of course, always presented by the Fantasy Points Media Group. Reminder, use code TRIPLEPLAY22 and you'll get 10% off all the great tools over at FantasyPoints.com. All the great articles, podcasts, everything over there is a must-see, must-watch, must-listen to. I promise you it's all worth everything I'm telling you and more. Uh, But like we said, we're hanging three of us tonight. And uh, I feel like it's been a while. I guess it's only been, uh, we took a week break. It's been long enough that you forgot the code, David. (laughs) Is that isn't that the right code? Triple, you, you always do this no. to me. I'm gonna <laughs> no, catch on. Right it's the right code. <laughs> yeah, scared me for a second, Johnny. Uh, but boys, I'm pumped to be talking about the NFC West today. We, uh, it's a very exciting division. A lot of powerhouse teams and players in this division. And uh, I don't know about you guys, but I guess the Rams are the favorites in this one. Oh, uh, for sure, and, for oh, sure, indeed. For sure. I, did, I thought maybe the you guys might say the 49ers have. No, no. Do oh, you think Eric's going to say it? And if Eric doesn't, you think I'm going to say it? <laughs> no, nah, it's, it's Rams clearly at the top. 49ers and Cardinals are battling two and three. And finally, Seahawks are at rock bottom. Oh, yeah. You're happy about that. With And we'll oh, talk yeah. about all these teams in depth here. And uh, just a reminder here, if you guys want to check us out and leave comments during the show, make sure you guys watch us on YouTube. If you have any questions regarding any dynasty redraft questions, it doesn't have to even be about these teams. Give it to us in the comments and we will make sure we hit on them throughout the show. But without further ado, why don't we get started? Let's talk about the NFC West here and let's start off with those 49ers, Doc. Why don't you tell us about their rookies that they just drafted in this past NFL draft and if there's any fantasy relevant ones we should know about? Yeah, so I mean... We're in June now, and in our home league, we're setting up a draft date. So, like, it's really starting to come, you know. Not all the hype in the offseason, talking about Gabe Davis every day. So, 49ers didn't have any draft picks in the first round, nor will they the next couple of years because of the Mm. Trey Lance trade. But they did take a couple rookies on the offensive side of the ball. The first is Tyrion Davis-Price, third-round pick running back out of LSU, uh, and I think what this really spells is that the Trey Sermon experiment is probably over. Ooh. I know they didn't bring back Raheem Mostert. Uh, okay, the Trey Sermon experiment isn't going to be over, but he's not guaranteed a role. There's nothing more the 49ers love to do than That's, trade up for a running back. And I was going to say, has the 49ers actually. running back ever been guaranteed a role? <laughs> no. So actually the last four seasons, we've had four different rushing leaders. So that might spell a little bit different for Elijah Mitchell. But I like Davis Price. He's straight downhill runner. I think he has a chance to be the goal line back. And uh, the other one we've took is Danny Gray, a speedster who ran a 4-3-3 out of SMU. And I think he's going to be Debo's replacement. I don't think that Debo stays with the 49ers the entire year. He averaged oh, you're calling a trade during the I, year. I do Call think so. Shot. I do think so. Um, the reason I say that, 
He had 80.3 yards per game and 16.4 yards per rush his senior season at SMU. I don't think they take him if he doesn't have that kind of rushing uh, profile. It's it's going to come down to how much they're willing to pay Debo. And they did a good job kind of standing firm during the draft. But if they don't get the capital they want from him, just like we saw with Jimmy G, they're going to be stubborn and hold on to him. Yeah, that's fair enough. There's a lot of questions surrounding that 49ers team right now. You know, Jimmy G not being there for the uh, the workouts right now as he recovers from shoulder surgery. Debo doesn't have a contract. Uh, so that team could look very different. We don't even know what's going to happen with Trey Lance, which we'll get to all that stuff in a little bit here. But Johnny, you had the Cardinals, and mm-hmm. this team also has some kind of trouble in paradise of their own here with a disgruntled quarterback and who knows what with this team here. So any rookies we should know about for redraft for this season? So they had they drafted their first offensive pick uh, was a tight end, Trey McBride, but that's not really somebody you're going to target and, and redraft. I mean, just with Zach Ertz there, he's going to play second fiddle at the tight end. I do think a sneaky pick, though, uh, their running back that they took, Keontae Ingram, he has a really good shot at beating out um, – you know, Benjamin to be number two there. I mean, it's not a big name he's beating out. So, and with Connor's injury history, all of a sudden you could, with the last pick of your draft, get an RB1 halfway through the season. Yeah, Darrell Williams is there, and we'll touch on him later, obviously. But they do have, like you said, Ingram is a great, just kind of uh, could be a you know a nice waiver wire ad midway through the season if Wicks breaks that way where he could be the RB1 there. And uh, Trey McBride was the top tight end coming into this year in this class. But like you said, Johnny, with Zach Ertz there, what's the redraft value for him this season? I don't see him being somebody that anybody's drafting, uh, you know, in any, you know, 12, 10, 12 team leagues. In Dynasty, Zach Ertz kind of even is like a smokescreen and you can probably get him later than you'd expect for uh, what could be a top tier tight end in two or three years. I love how far people project for, for dynasty <laughs> rankings. Like, you know, the world won't end in five years or something. That's right. Uh, this for the Seattle Seahawks, the one notable player, they did take wide receiver Derek young from division two school, Lenore Ryan in the second round. They also took wide receiver, Bo Melton from Rutgers in the seventh round. So two seventh round wide receivers that expect to be on special teams and uh, developmental prospects here. But the rookie they took that is going to have a big impact is running back Ken Walker III from Michigan State. Very powerful running back, an early down option, a first and second down back. He's got great speed timed at a 4.38.40 at the scouting combine. He's also somebody that uh, in the passing game, you have to wonder what's going to be there. He only caught 19 passes in three seasons uh, in college. Did have last year, though, 1,636 yards and 18 touchdowns. And he actually led all of college football with 89 broken tackles last year. And if you're wondering the type of volume he can get, well, he had an eight of 12 games last year. He had 23 or more carries. So I, I think he's he's somebody right now that he's kind of being undervalued a little bit because of Rashad Penny, and we'll touch on him in a couple minutes. But I think he could be a top 20 running back this year if things I don't break think so. his way. I, I like him as a 20. I like him as a dynasty asset because they signed Penny to a one-year deal. So I don't think that there's a rush to give him the lion's share of carries right away. But Doc, Doc, you're betting on uh, Chris Carson, who looked like he wasn't even going to be in football anymore with the neck injury. I don't think he plays this season. That's what I'm saying. And then you have Rashad Penny, who already has an injury 
before the season's even started. Yeah, so, so, so what I think they'll do is they'll see what they have in Drew Locke. I think they'll let Drew Locke. They know Drew Locke's not the answer. They they literally punted on the draft this year because they want Smith is the answer. They want a quarterback in twenty twenty three. There's no we're seeing what Drew Locke. They know what Drew Locke is. I so to, the way I would get the most value for Ken Walker is I'd wait till like week four or week five when Penny's getting the lion's share of carries and in a dynasty league that's when you make an offer for him. I, I mean in dynasty right now I think people understand that this is probably Ken Walker's backfield by himself next year. But unless you're playing with people that don't understand what, what the heck they're doing. It's also but recency bias. I think your better chance of getting value him is this season in redraft leagues because people might not think he'll get a bulk of the carries. But I don't think it's more than a month before he's getting a lot of touches there. And we know Pete Carroll is run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. That's how they set up everything on that team. So I think he's going to get so much volume that he's going to be a factor and he's going to be an RB2 for fantasy this season. So I do like him a lot. Uh, as far as the Rams go, they only have one player that you could even possibly consider if you want to even <laughs> say that term loosely here, and that's the rookie and- Kyron Williams from Notre Dame who literally went from being a potential third-round pick to being one of the last picks in the fifth round to the Rams. His, I think his 40 time was like almost five. It was like a four, nine or something like that. And uh, he's Dave, not you a can beat that, right? I think I got, what did we, Eric, what did we tie when we ran it? I think I, I think I got like a four, nine, five or something. I think we all got under five, but it wasn't by much. <laughs> you know, it, it's not, I mean, you see how hard it is to run under five. You appreciate these guys, uh, but he's going to be somebody. He might get in on passing downs and and maybe help block uh, on you know on third and longs or something. He's not a great necessarily running back, but he can catch passes. As he uh, was fifth among FBS running backs in both catches and receiving yards last season. However, it's so he did, weird considering his forty time. <laughs> I know it, it's why that's why his stocks up. They're like if you can't run fast and that's your that's kind of your role. What's the point? Um, he did just break his foot though. They did say oh, he, yeah. he's expected to be ready by training camp, but. He's already going to be behind. Not somebody you should consider in redraft this year. And in Dynasty, I don't even know where you would value him, honestly. Uh, I don't see him having a very long career. So, Damn. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's just the truth. I, I don't know out there I know outside of Kyle Yates saying he was his RB1 <laughs> before the, Dave, the pre-draft. David, combo. I swear I'm not a hater, Mendelssohn. <laughs> I'm not. I, I just, I don't see the value in Kyron Williams. Uh, but let's go and let's talk about they're just each team's fantasy weapons in general going into this year for redraft purposes. Doc, you're a 49ers fan, so you're as plugged into the team as anybody else. So why don't you tell us just about some of the headline names and then if there's any that we should know about that might be a little under the radar. Yeah, I mean, I'm bullish on Trey Lance's. I think most of the fantasy community is. He went one and one last year, five touchdowns, two interceptions, but that's without the playbook being made to his strengths. What I thought was kind of alarming, and I hope the 49ers do to preserve his career, he had 38 carries last year in two games. That's exposing him to a lot of hits. So I think that what they should hopefully do is is use his running for goal line packages and make it so he has to you know utilize his strengths. So strong arm, short passes, receivers that can get open uh, and create some separation. Elijah Mitchell, I'm not as bullish on as mentioned. The 49ers have had a different rusher in four straight seasons. 
Um, nobody has had a double digit rushing touchdown season for them since Frank Gore back in 2009. He had 19 receptions last year. 10 of those came in two games. So not high receiving upside as well. I think everybody thinks this is going to be a different year for Kyle Shanahan running back. But just when you think it's someone like we all had Mostert or Trey Sermon last year, it's Eli Mitchell. Debo, like I said, just from what I've read, I think he's gone. He had 136 touches last year. And to compare that, he had 112 touches his first two seasons. He had 14 total touchdowns last year, six receiving, eight rushing. He's just not going to have that again, especially with someone with a history of Liz Frank injuries. I really like Brandon Ayuk. I think this is Ayuk season. I've <laughs> seen that a few places. Hey, Aaron, Are you seeing if they're going to trade Debo, why didn't they trade him before the draft? I don't think they got the value they wanted to. Imagine if like a wide receiver goes down and a, a team feels like they're contending. Didn't the Jets offer the 10th pick? You never know what they actually came out and did. John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan try to keep everything hush-hush. But I, I say after the Colts was, you know, really when he got out of the doghouse, five-plus targets in 11 out of those uh, 14 final games, including playoffs. He actually had more receiving yards in his second year than he did the first season. And I think he's going to be a big weapon for Trey Lance. I also love George Kittle as well. Mm. The 49ers used him a lot as blocking last mm. year because, because Jimmy G wasn't very mobile. But we saw weeks 13 and 14, the upside he had, nine for 181 and two against Seattle. 13 for 151 and one against the Bengals. Was that with Garoppolo? It was with Garoppolo. Ah. On national he, tight end day. <laughs> he played He played one game with Trey Lance, and he got one ball for 29 yards. Yikes! In a 23-6 win. Okay, if you use one, if you use one sample, a, a one-game sample size, David, you could use Matt Flynn's week 17 when he threw six touchdowns. Don't use one-game sample sizes. All I'm saying is, are you concerned that they're going to want Trey Lance to develop and they'll be having Kittle block a lot more this coming season to where, even though he's a very talented pass catcher, they're going to have him as an extra blocker on a lot of plays? I, I mean, I think the thing about Kittle is he's a great blocker, so you can use that to kind but, of but deceive For fantasy, but, that's but, a problem. But, no, but what I'm saying, so Jimmy G isn't mobile, so you can't open up the playbook like you can with Lance, where you can have the offensive line shift or that he can roll out and create more time for that. Well, let me ask you, Doc, where do you have Kittle ranked for your rankings for fantasy for 2022 Ooh. for redraft? I have him third. What? Ooh. Yeah. That's high. Behind uh, Kelsey high. and Andrews? Yeah. So you have Kittle over Pitts? Yeah. Ooh. He's going to score more touchdowns than him. I have Waller and I have... I was going to say, Kittle over Waller? Come on. Ah, we're, a, healthy, we're a healthy George Kittle, yes. All right, well, John and I both – John, how do you feel about Pitts over Kittle? I like I like that. I like that a lot. Because it's, it's, it's the same logic if you follow um, – it's the same logic with them getting Drake London. It just opens up the offense for Pitts more. He's not getting doubled. And it's the same logic, yeah, I'd say, for Darren Waller. Devontae Adams does not hurt Waller's position at all. It just opens mm -hmm. up the offense, and he doesn't get doubled anymore. Okay, and what about the 49ers? Does that not help? Trey Lance, I'm Well, they're getting rid of Debo, so, I mean. <laughs> they are getting rid of Debo, and that, that's why they drafted Danny um, Danny Gray. But NBA I mean, rigged in the house, our guy. NBA rigged, um, but, but I, the 49ers being a run-first offense, that opens it up for play action for when George Kittle does co go out. When he does those little fake blocks that tight ends love to do. Yeah, I I think he's, Eric, I think my bet is he's tight end five 
And I think that's like, uh, I, I mean, Rick says he's going to be a, a tight end. He's going to be the uh, number yeah. two. Let me tell you what, what other tight ends put up numbers like he does? Like what other tight end has his ceiling? Waller, Pretty much like all Nitz, of the top five have Kelsey, his ceiling. Andrew. <laughs> I, no, I, all right. I'm going to go to their game logs last year. We have to move continue, on because we got to no, continue, get... continue with the next team while I pull yeah. up these. I, I will ask this one last question on the Niners. The Fantasy Pros consensus rankings has Elijah Mitchell as the RB24. So let nope. me give you guys a couple guys going around him and you tell me who you prefer, okay? AJ Dillon or Elijah Mitchell? AJ Dillon. Mitchell. Elijah Mitchell or Miles Sanders? Miles Sanders. Johnny's on Mitchell, so far if you're against it. All right, Travis Etienne or Elijah Mitchell? Elijah Mitchell. Elijah Mitchell. I might as well just keep it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, uh, one more. Clyde Edwards-Alaire or Elijah Mitchell? Elijah Mitchell. Oh, never Clyde (laughs) (laughs) Edwards-Alaire. Yeah, his name is a bad word in my house now. Um, Okay, so let's move on then from the Niners. Let's talk about the Cardinals. And they also have a lot of players on this team. They've got acquired Hollywood Brown in a trade. DeAndre Hopkins is suspended for six games. So what do we think about the Cardinals and their fantasy options? Yeah, so, I mean, obviously Kyler Murray, I, I'm, he's going to play. Like, let, let's be real. Like, it's it's too much money. They're going to come up with something, and it's or it's not enough money because it's just a quarter for a quarterback that they're going to really grumble about it for too long. He's going to play. He'll get his new contract. I have him just outside the top five, if only because Hopkins missing for so long. You know, a third of the season is such a large portion of time that – it really limits, I think, his upside, even though, of course, he has that high floor uh, due to rushing. With Hopkins, as I said, he's missing six games. You know, he's, he's not going to be – I don't even think you can rank him as a wide receiver, you know, two as on aggregate for the whole season um, just because he's missing a third of it. He'd really have to go off in the other games for it to matter. And then Hollywood Brown, sneaky. I think he's really sneaky as a wide receiver too, like – bottom tier wide receiver too. Christian Kirk of all people shined when Hopkins was out. We think Hollywood Brown's a little bit better than Christian Kirk. <laughs> I think we can all agree on that. So I really think that there's a good shot that um, Hollywood Brown, you know, shows his skills in the six games and carries that over um, even when Hopkins is back and, and ends the season, uh, you know, as a wide receiver too. Uh, I do think it's, it's interesting between, the other wide receivers there, uh, Rondell Moore and A.J. Green, how much do you bump them knowing that, you know, for a third of the season they're doing going to be much better and then it'll tail off. You know, it's, it's something where I could see, um, you know, maybe jumping a round or two just to try and get some quick wins in at the beginning of the year fantasy-wise, knowing you'll have to, uh, you know, cut bait with them later. And Zach Ertz, I think he's – much better than people were giving him credit for as he was leaving the Philadelphia Eagles. It just seemed to be an unfortunate system with having the two tight ends and they couldn't agree on exactly, you know, how to share the ball there, how to share the targets. I think he's a low, low end tight end one, but it's certainly something where you'll probably be able to get him late. And it's probably could be a steal because there is a lot of upside there because he is talented. Buddy Albert checking in. So my man, uh, so question for you, Johnny, Zach Ertz was tight end five last year. 
you don't think a full season in that Arizona offense where he was pretty much rejuvenated, you have him still as a low end tight end one rather than closer to the top five he finished. Yeah, because I, I think especially it's a reverse of what we talked about with Hopkins out for a third of the season. You know, Rondale Morris doesn't demand as much attention as uh, DeAndre Hopkins will. So there's more, you know, coverages can be adjusted to take, you know, Ertz out of the game a little bit or anything like that. So I think it limits his uh, upside there. And it, let's be honest. I mean, Ertz had a good season when he went there, but a lot of it was, you know, one or two plays a game. And if you take away one or two plays, you know, he had a rushing touchdown, you know, how often is that going to happen? He had like a big 80 yarder or something like that. How often is that going to happen? You know, I don't think he has that speed to get 80 yard touchdowns every, every week. Are you guys worried at all that the Cardinals offense or the, like the Cardinals in general start to falter this year? Yeah, like I, 100%. I was going to say, I, I looked at their schedule from last season, and they started by scoring 30 or more points, seven out of their first nine games. And then after the bye, they only scored 30 once, and it was against the Bears. Actually, twice, because they did it Seahawks, the final uh, regular season. <laughs> Eric, Eric would knew that one without looking it up. <laughs> but but they, they scored 12 versus the Lions, 16 versus the Colts, 11 in the playoff game. Like It kind of seems like they're the – the Utah Jazz of the NFL, where they start hot early and then just falter later in the season. The Phoenix I, Suns. Uh, I, I think it's in the sense of like it always ties in with Kyler Murray stop running because he runs early in the season and then an injury prevents him from running and they're not nearly as explosive when he's just a pocket passer, right? Uh, that takes a huge element out of their game. And this has been two straight years where they started out with a really good record, looked really good, and then they faltered in the second half of the year. So it's not surprising to me in that sense. Uh, I do think, I mean, Cliff Kingsbury, I don't think is a good coach. He no, no, he's, he's Raiders the fourth best head coach in that uh, Wait, in that thing that came out today. Oh, was it by, really? Yeah, by the like, good morning. Rated by who? By, by looks, maybe. By looks, <laughs> but I don't know about play. No, um, no. There, um, there's like good morning I, football. At home draft setup. <laughs> uh, put, put out the top 10 coaches, and it's crazy. McVay, Tomlin, uh, Brandon Staley, none of them are in there. And what? Cliff Kingsbury's four. Oh, okay, well we can just. Oh, that, they're this doing that for for clicks. Like, yeah, I, who can blame them, eh? Um, but I, I do think he doesn't know how to make adjustments. So when teams start adapting to this Cardinals team in the second half of the year, they don't make adjustments and they're exposed. And so I do think there's potentially for this team without DeAndre Hopkins the first six games to not come out and play well. I before last question on the Cardinals here. He's the consensus wide receiver 25 Hollywood Brown is. Is that too low, too high, or just right? I think that's fair because you have to factor yeah, in the I entire was, season. I was going to say I, I had him, you know, maybe I have him 24, you know, low-end wide receiver too, but that's – you're splitting hairs. But I'm not going to, you know, get pissed off that somebody had him ranked three spots off or something. Okay. That, I just wanted to see if that's where you both had him roughly in that range. Uh, let's go to the Seahawks really quick here and – Quarterbacks. I don't think we need to talk about Geno. David, where's your, where's the poop emoji? I don't have one on screen to share, but Geno Smith and Drew Locke, both deep end QB twos in Superflex leagues, both have inaccuracy deep. issues. <laughs> you know, Locke's going to take more shots downfield. Geno's well, more of a short intermediate thrower. Geno Smith finally has a competent uh, offensive coordinator. Maybe he'll turn into Patrick Mahomes. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think uh, NBA. I think Cliff Kingsbury needs to show something more this season, but they just gave him a contract extension, so I think he will be there, even if they if they're really bad this year. I just don't think it was the right move, but 
Um, they're invested in him, but he hasn't shown he can adjust. Uh, but back to the Seahawks. Yeah, quarterback, we know it's just poop. They're hope they're I think in their minds they're trying to tank for one of the top QBs in this coming draft. It's a lot more stacked up top there uh, with some guys that are a lot better quarterbacks than this year. Uh, as far as running back goes, Rashad Penny. Now, here's some interesting stats for you guys. From week 14 on, Rashad Penny was the number one running back in fantasy. And in every mm-hmm. game, he's had at least 15 carries in his career. He's averaged five yards per carry or more. And he had the third most 100-yard rushing games last season of all running backs, even though he only played in seven games. Uh, more than Alvin Kamara, more than Leonard Fournette, DeAndre Swift. I mean, it, it, it was a pretty crazy list, uh, what he was behind. So we see the potential there from Rashad Penny. Are you guys taking a chance on Rashad Penny in your leagues with his injury Absolutely. history? Absolutely not. Game script. Eric is the most terrified person of injury pro <laughs> running backs. It uh, is, John, it's almost a meme at this point. John, who <laughs> made a video last year touting Rashad, ben, Rashad Penny as a league winner? Me. Oh, okay. I was gonna say not me. I thought you were like calling me out or something. <laughs> well, he's, I mean, his value, right? He's an he's the RB thirty six off the board. You, it's going like right around. It. He goes right after. Uh, it goes Ken Walker thirty three, Melvin Gordon thirty four, Cordero Patterson thirty five, Rashad Penny thirty six. Rashad Penny's stock is at an all time high right now, which means you sell it. Buy for a penny, sell for a pound. <laughs> the Seahawks talk. They're tanking for the year. I agree. Uh, they're not a fun team to look at. Uh, but Rashad Penny, so you guys are both not drafting him even at, a, a, I think, a pretty fair 36th running back off the board here? No. Okay. I, think that's, I think that's a good spot. Yeah, I, I think if, if he's there and I went wide receiver heavy early on, I would take a chance on him there, even though we know what, what could happen, just the potential. Let's go to the wide receivers, though. Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf are the big ones here. DK Metcalf, the wide receiver, nineteen last year. Tyler Lockett, at, the wide receiver, not at mini camp. Yeah, that's right. He's not at mini camp right now. It's uh, I think he wants a new contract, rightfully so. Now, this is the stats that I took. Weeks five through eight was when Geno Smith started for Russell Wilson. DK Metcalf was actually the wide receiver four over that time, and Tyler Lockett was the wide receiver twenty-five. Now, I think where people are standing with them right now is a little bit too drastic because if I go to the wide receiver rankings for right now, the fantasy pros consensus. We have DK Metcalf is the wide receiver 19 and Tyler Lockett is the wide receiver 33. Is that too much of a downgrade for these guys? Yeah. Think about the game script. They're going to be playing from behind a lot of games. Tyler so Lockett is one of the most. So were the Broncos last year and, and you wouldn't want much of a Judy or Cortland Sutton. So yeah, but they had, they mostly had Teddy Bridgewater throwing them the ball living with a Broncos fan. You learned to learn. You learned to, yeah. to yeah. you live to learn a little bit more about the team. But yeah, I, I think tight end or wide receiver nineteen for Medcalf, wide receiver thirty three for Lockett. I definitely feel better about Medcalf. I think going into this year, especially if he gets the contract extension. But I think wide receiver nineteen is ridiculous. I, I think he's going to be a back end wide receiver one, maybe a high end wide receiver two. I think at, at worst, right? I mean, again, yeah. we've talked about wide receiver four over the four weeks that Geno played. So it's not like he was a huge drop-off at that point. I know the touchdowns were a big part of that, but uh, that's something you have to consider there. And NBA rigged ads that the Seahawks are tanking, blowing out frequently, even Ken Walker. I would also stay away from Ken Walker, by the way. How are his hands? I think he was just underutilized in the passing game in college. I do think he can actually catch. 
And so I think that will be more part of his game in the NFL. But I mean, Ken Walker is going to be used because they drafted, they used a, a, I believe a second round draft pick on him. So he will be used. They're going to want to see what they have in him. So it's, it's crazy to me. I know that, you know, the Russell Wilson's gone. So they don't have the immediacy of needing to improve the offensive line, but they still just didn't bother really <laughs> like for the, for the next guy. <laughs> like they, they, it's still the same old, same old. <laughs> uh, who are the wide receivers ahead of Medcalf? Well, right now on fantasy pros consensus ADP, they have, uh, Amari Cooper, which with Deshaun Watson potentially not playing, I would definitely have him over Amari Cooper. They have Brandon Cooks ahead of DK Metcalf. Would you guys have Cooks? Or I Metcalf? like Brandon. No. Brandon Cooks. He's just always seems to sneak into uh, like having a great season, and now it's another year with Davis Mills. I'll take Metcalf there. I think Metcalf I would have him at seventeen because then it goes into DJ Moore. I think I'd rather have DJ Moore, Great. and then Jalen Waddle. I think this for me, he settles in right in like the tier four wide receiver seventeen. Jalen Waddles that high, wide receiver fifteen in PPR. PPR. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I, I that's that's kind of the range he's kind of settled in right now. Last Noah Fant tight end twelve last year. He talked about how they're going to feature him more this season. He had six hundred seventy <laughs> yards and four touchdowns last year. Um, this actually is interesting. The Seahawks picked up Noah Fant's option which was the first time in franchise history the Seahawks have exercised a fifth-year option on a player. So they've they never done that draft before. Them. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's interesting. <laughs> uh, they never have invested a fifth-year option. Think like Russell Wilson, they gave him a contract extension before the fifth year. And then like Rashad Penny, they declined his fifth-year option. I believe they drafted IU Potty or something in the first round before that. And they didn't. They declined his fifth year option. It's been that way every year. Are you potty? That's the former former 49ers lineman. Or um, it was the offensive lineman that starts with I. I can't remember his name. Uh, <laughs> maybe someone in the comments remembers. And uh, don't forget about Travis Omer. He's an elite pass catching running back. That is going to hurt Ken Walker's value if, if he plays and uh, gets a lot of snaps there. But I think Noah Fant. You know there is potential for him to be a back end tight end one in an offense that's going to be. Uh, playing from behind and, and need some offensive weapons here outside the two wide receivers. So kind of a guy I think you could draft as a back end wide, a tight end for you. Nothing too special. <laughs> he could be an exaggeration when he specialized uh, really quick. The Rams Cooper cup. Do you, what wide receiver do you guys have him as one, two or three? I think I have him as two. You have him as what Eric? I think I, it's either three or four. I have Tyree kill as one, Justin Jefferson two, And I might have Jamar chase at three. Okay. I have, Cooper Cup in my latest update is three, but I think he's a stud. We don't really need to get into Cooper Cup. I have him as two just because you guys said it in an earlier episode. We never see him back to back. That's true. Yeah. So, so I, I think so. Where do you guys him down one? Where do you guys rank Stafford as a QB? <laughs> he was the QB five last year. Mm-hmm. Just just keep in mind. Um, I have him. I believe is like a back end of the top ten. Really that low? Wow. I mean. I think that he's going to regress a little bit with the efficiency and volume. Oh, I, I think I have him 11. I just, I've never been sold on Matt Stafford. Where do you uh, have I guess, Matt? guess where Matt Stafford ranks in career passing yards all time. Fifth. Like, I mean, for his age, he's like always number one, but I don't know where he is in total. Wow. David fifth is very bullish on him. He's 12. Uh, he's, 12. I, he's, he's been in the league for like 14 years. Or 15, 13 years, something like that. If, so if anything, I'm I'm drafting the wide receivers. And, I mean, Allen Robinson is the one we haven't talked about. But 
I'm taking more Stafford. Like yeah, I, I'm not be, taking any. I'm not taking any of the running backs. Stafford's a great pick, I think, if you wait on quarterback and you can get him a little bit later because people are going to be targeting like the Jalen Hurts and you know even guys like Justin Fields, Trey Lance, the guys that have the game breaking upside with their rushing. So I think he'll fall in that category of hey, like he's the tenth quarter, eleventh quarterback off the board. I'm okay with that. Um, really quick, Cam Akers, are we in or are we out? Out. In. I'm out. I think on Cam Akers. I as think well. I think he's doing a disservice from his his playoff performance to what he actually does in your guys' mind. I think it's a little recency bias. Yeah, I agree. It um, is it is recency bias, but they also traded for Sony Michelle last year. I don't think they phase him out. Yeah. Really quick here, uh, Stafford or Rogers in redraft? I have Rogers. I have Stafford. Staffy Staff. Kind of split. I think Rogers is going to surprise uh, and still be very good this year. With a, a bunch Aaron of Aaron Rodgers, you mean? No yeah, Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> um, all right. So, last guy we're talking about, Allen Robinson. I think he, I mean, like many people right now in the fantasy industry, I don't think I've seen one person out on Allen Robinson. I think I bold predicted on Twitter, and I'll announce it on this show. I think Allen Robinson's going to score more touchdowns than Cooper Cup this year. I don't um, think that's crazy. I, right I mean, now, I mean, no, nothing's as, crazy in the offseason. I have, I have um, Allen Robinson as my wide receiver. Doesn't mean it's correct. Wide receiver eight. Yeah, I mean, that's, he's that's had cool. he's had he's had three top twelve finishes. He's, he's a wide receiver twenty eight right now. He's he, and he's playing with the best quarterback of his career. He's oh yeah, played with he's played with a quarterback that has made one Pro Bowl while Mitch he's been on the Trubisky team. That was, that was Blake, Blake Bortles was the only QB to be a Pro Bowl playing with Allen Robinson. Let me ask you guys one last question here. Who's older, Cooper Cup or Allen Robinson? Cooper Cup. Allen Robinson, because otherwise it wouldn't it'd be a trick question. Cooper it's Cooper Cup, Cup, actually. Cooper Cup is 29, Allen Robinson's 28. Which is surprising because you would think it's it's Allen Robinson by how long he's been around. I, so I actually looked at my rankings now. I have Cooper Cup five. That's, that's kind of bold having him at five. Um, but, I mean, he's going to be a stud. Allen Robinson... I think I've I have to look at my rankings. I'm pretty sure I have Allen Robinson, like I think somewhere in the high wide receiver two range. You have Allen Robinson. I've updated my rankings since we put it in our Patreon. Uh well, I'm looking in the chat right now or in the document, and you don't even have him in the top twenty five. But that's that's an old document. I have I've I've been updating him on my fantasy pros rankings. Okay. But um Last thing, Allen's a stud. You guys just predict him having more touchdowns, and he had never had a QB. NBA rigged. You're you're keeping track of the water bets we have in the Discord, so you got to add that I predict that he's going to have more touchdowns than Cooper Cup. It's got to be documented in the the Discord chat, and, and then Doc having him as a uh, well Cooper Cup is wide receiver five, I guess. I don't know if that's like Super Bowl, but either way. I've, uh, I haven't seen anyone have him lower than that. That's true. We could maybe think about putting that in let's, there. Let's put him to six then, Eric, just for fun then. <laughs> <laughs> Outside the top five. Uh, but I think that's going to cover the NFC West. We're trying to keep it about 30, 35 minutes for you guys. Nice, short, sweet, to the point here. Johnny, why don't you uh, tell us about your movie Power Hours real quick because those are starting to get a lot of traction on YouTube. Yeah, so there's two. There's two released right now. It's a trilogy. The third one's Waiting in the Wings. We'll wait till we hear the demand bubbling up. But yeah, it's just clips of movies. The first one admittedly is a little heavy on the Will Ferrell. Not that there's anything wrong with that. He's made a ton of movies. They're all hits. Uh, but yeah, 60 second clip of a movie. Take a drink or don't. Enjoy responsibly uh, every minute. 
and then there's a bonus clip at the end. Yeah. Spoiler. They're, they're fantastic. <laughs> the first one's already near 500 views. Second one's closing in on 200. And they just go up every weekend when people search for some movie power big, hours. Big spike on Saturday nights. Yeah. And, and you, <laughs> they're, they're something that you can watch anytime with your friends. It's Johnny takes a lot of time to put those together. So make sure you guys like the it. third one. I got to warn you guys. The third one is my magnum, my magnum opus. And it's an HD baby. It's all Ooh, HD. Okay. No bad clips. No that bad quality out this, clips. In when the is bunch. that supposed to come out? You said this Saturday. Uh, let's, let's let it breathe a little bit. Let's let okay. it breathe a little bit. All right, that, I want to hear tease, the people then. craving it. That's a tease. I like it. And doc, you put out a Saquon Barkley video today about fading him. So if you guys are interested to hear why doc is fading Saquon Barkley, go on the triple play YouTube channel to check that out. And if you guys like hanging with us and you want to be part of our discord in the link below, we have our discord chat which is always a good time. We have movies and video games as one of our sections in there. We've got water bets. Of course, all the fantasy talk for all three sports here you need. So many great channels and fun stuff going on here. The Top Gun volleyball scenes ranking all time. Uh, have you guys seen Top Gun? Yeah. Uh, not the new one. And this is a, a controversial. Top Gun does not make an appearance in the Power Hour. There's too many movies out there to throw Top Whoa. Gun in there. Yeah, NBA rigged might have to... Uh, in, the, in the discord here uh, overrated <laughs> well that's going to do it for us for this week for Doc for Johnny I'm David we're going to make like a bread truck and we're going to haul these buns we'll catch you guys next week